0: Mm. Alvin, come on, baby, get that guitar out of there, dust it off.
1: Tax the rich,
2: feed the poor, tell Toronto, rich no
0: Boy could, that boy could flat play guitar, Alvin Lee, and his band was 10 years after, and here we are using Alvin to open up our show, and it's how many years after <laughs> 50? 50 years <laughs> after he wrote that? <laughs> so it's Roger, the Radio Ranch, 50 years after Alvin pinned the scene for us. Good morning. What a prophetic guy, huh? Uh, if you don't remember, some of the other lyrics of that song are, are really, everywhere are freaks and harries, dykes and fairies. Tell me, Tell me where's sanity. Vanity. Yeah. Fifty years ago he wrote that, folks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. So, good morning. prophetic and that would be commentary here on the tenth of January here in the new year of twenty four. Woo! Uh, and so, uh, yep, here we are. Roger Sales, your host, got a couple of things to talk about. At the Radio Ranch is what we call our little get together. You little cowboys, cowgirls, and ranch hands out there just looking for your freedom. Well, you found it. But first, before I can tell you about that. Paul's got to tell you about all the platforms we are on.
3: Oh, yes, and we're on a plethora for sure. A uh, veritable plethora. A veritable plethora. <clears throat> we're on eurofolkradio.com. We're mirrored on radio.globalvoiceradio.net. Uh, we're on a couple of platforms through WDRN Productions and Fort Collins. It's homenetwork.tv and freedomnation.tv. We're also on a couple of Stream Life platforms, Go Live TV and StreamLife.tube. And we mustn't forget the Chicago contingent. 106.9 WBLU FM Chicago nice
0: um migrant mental distress Paul migrant MMD mental distress MMD that's what they're discussing what is, what in is- Chicago I hear Well, I don't really know. I didn't hear all the specifics. I just heard the label and that they were discussing it up there. So you have to kind of read between the lines here. Migrant mental distress. I think some of the migrants, uh, possibly people like from here in Ecuador, we're going to talk to Ecuador, about Ecuador in a minute, Uh, and uh, all through the world, really. And they have these... Promises made to them and we're going to give you all this much a month and we're going to get you a job and all that stuff. And they get them up there and dump them in the middle of winter in Cook County, Illinois, with no jobs and no work. And for some of them, not very hospitable accommodations, if accommodations at all, like using the gymnasiums in schools and uh, all of that, doing it in New York, Uh, all that migrant mental distress i think you may you know
3: it's a, it's pull out you know pull it,
0: out what they're talking almost, about it's almost like
3: they um loaded those folks up on a caravan to dump them someplace really cold and piss them uh, off it's
0: almost man like uh, it, it's 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 well it's easy to believe that people can be so gullible, you know, uh, in these countries. And they've intentionally, through their monetary policy over years, uh put some of these local economies under great stress, kind of creating the initiative there at their country. And then they come in and promise them. Well, I mean, 20, what do you think somebody down here where his average week uh, monthly wage is $425 a month? And they come and say, we're going to send you, we're going to give you 2200 a month if you'll just come up here. Mm-hmm. Remember what Ross Perot called it? You remember what Ross Perot called it? Just kind of in reverse. With, this was on NAFTA. Some of you weren't into the political animals. Some of you weren't even held, maybe even born back then. When Ross Perot, the great uh, Texas billionaire that made his money in one of the electronics industries, um, he was running for president, and he called NAFTA, because NAFTA was being debated at that time, he called it the great sucking sound.
3: Next, <clears throat> Next American family traded away.
0: Yep, and so uh, that's exactly what's what's going on. Uh, but anyway, midget mental distress being discussed there in Chicago, and I'm sure uh, migrant mental, not midget, migrant mental distress. And I'm sure <laughs> Mid- midget. Well, some of these. Well, listen, some of these people are very short in statute are very short in stature, Paul. So that may not be too oh far my off. God. Uh, Well, I mean, they're, you know, about mid five, five feet and shorter and stuff. They're not a not a tall people uh, here. Now I'm talking about Ecuadorians. All right. But anyway, that's the situation up there. I meant to mention it yesterday. You mentioned Chicago and my uh, migrant mental distress is going on. And I'm sure it's not. I am positive, Paul. It's not isolated to Chicago. Um, Oh, I'm sure now. I'm shocked. We've been on the air here a couple of minutes and the pre-show and not one person has asked me about Ecuador.
3: Well, we were talking about Ecuador before you showed up. A lot of, a lot of political distress. Yeah. There's more.
0: There's there's evidently more than political distress, buddy. Uh, it broke yesterday when we were at lunch.
4: Hey,
0: Mississippi mama, are things, uh, uh, Copacetic open, up at Cotacachi? Is it Copacetic, Cotacachi well, today? So,
4: so far it's pretty quiet. I haven't been out yet, but yesterday when I was out, uh, I could not believe the number of people that were on the street buying up food and, and items, you know. I've never seen yeah. our main grocery store so packed in my life.
0: You'd see, th- you think it was a hurricane mm-hmm. headed for Florida or an ice storm headed for Atlanta. <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, these people were buying 25, 30, 40 pounds of rice, beans,
0: and stuff like that. <laughs> really? Well, like I haven't they're... been out. I, You know, at, we were at lunch yesterday, and all of a sudden people are, got their cell phones. Look what's going on at this TV station down in Guyquil. That's down on the coast. Mm-hmm. Most of the problems, folks, mm-hmm. are down on the coast. And what's going on mm-hmm. is there's at least three, maybe four, even one of them being from, like, Europe, drug gangs in here. And the Ecuador doesn't produce a lot of drugs, I don't think. They don't produce a lot of cocaine, but they have a lot of oil, which is used in one of the some of the oil products are used in cocaine production. And so Colombia wants all the Ecuadorian oil so they can produce their cocaine okay. and then they bring it over to Ecuador and smuggle it out of our coast. And the same with Peru. Okay. okay? So that's okay. what's going on, you and that's why, why all the you, problem. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, I knew. Okay. Uh, hell, I don't go out at night anyway. But so what you've got are these several, however many, drug gangs of sizable uh, members and whatever that are all arguing over territory on the coast, so they can get export points. And we've had mayors okay. of some of the the coastal cities. Uh, uh, I haven't even been down there, so I don't even know anything about the coast other than what I hear. But they've had a lot of political assassinations and stuff like that. And this TV station was uh, in Guayaquil. I think it's Channel 10. And for those of you who may not have seen this, they're on the air, you know, doing their Channel 10 thing. And all of a sudden, masks narcos break into the tv station and take over the facility so i hadn't watched all the video and all that stuff i've just heard about it and i think they had a car bombing up in quito and all that and so what what triggered all this was our new president who's in on an interim situation remember if those of you've been around for a little while, we were commenting, hell we didn 't have a president or a legislature for six months, something like that the yeah. The elected president the Correo, who was he, the communist guy in here years ago, put a law in that you could fire the legislature, and so this new latest president, besides this one that got just elected that's this is all revolving around his predecessor decided to just walk away from the job and he fired the legislature and left the country. And so for months, we didn't have any president any legislature and everything went along just fine. But these drug gangs got a real firm hold during that period on top of being strong anyway. Okay. And so now we get this new president, young guy, he, first time he's run for office, his father's one of the wealthiest people in the country. He's the heir to a banana fortune. And Nabu is that his name? Something like that. A young wife. Uh, and uh, so he outed the drug gangs and gave the gangs some names and put that out or something like. And they retaliated. And what you're seeing is the retaliation. Okay, and now I hear that the legislature meets today and they're going to vote on whether to declare war on the drug cartels.
4: Oh, okay. But anyway, here in Cotacachi, I heard, and I don't have any verification of this, that the cartels took over the police station. So I don't know whether that's true. Just a couple of friends mentioned that to me. And are you guys on the same curfew curfew from five a m. Well, to five pm as we are?
0: I guess I don't know. I, I don't pl- keep plugged into then maybe everything seems to be real quiet. So it's five a m okay. to five pm. It's a daytime curfew and not a nighttime curfew.
4: Well, if you shut down, if you uh yeah. 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. But you you know you hear different things. But that's the major one I've been hearing most mostly okay. that time. Well-
0: I'll call around after the show. You know, usually I just after the uh, show's over, I get out and just to get out of the apartment more than anything else, and go mm-hmm. get something to eat for lunch and maybe meet somebody, whatever. But uh, I guess I can't even do that now. I'll, I'll I'll find out. I can go ask my landlords or I can yeah, make a call or two sure. after we get over. Well, sure well I will. I can't. Make sure. You, yeah.
4: Make sure you get to the store and get you some extra food because I also heard uh, that they were shutting down all ground transportation
0: Okay, well I'll call around and ask I I've, I've got a little food here yeah. but I don't have a lot. So anyway, I'll figure it out. That's what's going on in Ecuador. That's kind of the background of it and uh, we'll just see. You know, we'll just see. Okay. So, the interesting hey, thing is this new president. Here this new president. See, I'll just explain this so you know. He got elected to fill the remaining time of the guy that walked away and fired the legislature. So he doesn't have four years. He's only got 16 months, and then he's got to run again. So that's a lot of the motivation on him doing these things and trying to address some of these issues where things have gotten out of hand. Okay. So, yes, who was that uh, female who was trying to say something right there? is Samuel? Um, what what um, I heard last Oh no! I, hold I, on. There's I, I, a female, Samuel. Okay, and okay, I'll yeah. get to you. I know you're there. Yes. Who's the the uh, the uh, female?
2: Uh, it's, it's Princess. Good morning. I was just. Um, oh, hey, Princess. Wow. Been unplugged. Didn't realize a lot of that was going on. Um, although I I knew it was coming. Um, Sounds, pretty I, I, I just, Sounds pretty damn exciting.
0: Sounds pretty damn exciting. it
2: well, it depends on who you're asking. I'm sure for those I guess control, they're over, overjoyed. But the rest of us, I don't know. But I, I had a question because you mentioned Chicago and, and, the, and the migrants and whatnot. And I had heard, and you may have already discussed it, not sure, um, that they had boarded up people who were or some people in Chicago that were living in their homes still or something to that effect.
0: Well, Did that's the next step. When they well see here's the next step. They've got they've rented out all the hotels. Those are full. Now they're taking over in New York. They're taking over the schools and they're making the children, the, the students, go back home. Well, your teacher, they're making the students go back to COVID stuff where you're at home, remote learning, and yeah. filling up the schools. Well, what happens when the schools get full? Where do you think they're going to go next? There, You think they might come yeah. knocking on your door. Do you?
2: Good Lord! Wow. So in Chicago, you're saying that they have actually, uh, with the schools, they they're sending them home. Is that what? I've been. That's what's going on in New York. I'm sure little- I'm
0: I'm sure it's going on in all these large cities, especially the ones that are more acute with the problem. Yeah. But I do know definitely it's going on in New York City, without a doubt. Because I just saw the clips oh. on it this morning. Yeah. New York is okay.
2: a special beast by itself. Oh, and listen, man. Listen, migrant... New
0: York. Oh, yeah, the migrant mental distress. So I Where got some other whole that? cards. Uh, I heard Where? it on, on like, uh, uh, Harrison Smith or something just in passing a comment about in Chicago oh, they got God. an issue called migrant mental distress. Well, you don't have to be able to have too much vision <laughs> to see what that is in that circumstance. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And I can imagine why those people, them jobs, yeah oh yeah, in the, in the police yeah well they're they want they're <laughs> gonna let' them be policemen, that's true, uh now, Gary came on yesterday and said b a t f has uh told f f l dealers to sell firearms to migrants. Now, I I haven't heard that anywhere else, and I thought about it a little bit yesterday afternoon and evening, and it seems like, to me, they would have had to have done that regulatorily uh, and and do a regulation, but I don't know. Um, But you can see the direction that we're headed here, folks. Pretty good, I think. Okay?
2: And the last comment I just wanted to make, Roger, on that note, because you said it seems like regulatorily they would need to do that. Um, and I I'm not trying to be funny or anything. I'm just stating what I've I've been thinking and kinda of feeling with regard to the, the things that we're doing and we talked about the open tyrancy. When it becomes a certain gets to a certain level, I, I just don't think it's you know, it's gonna be open tyranny. They're not gonna you said they have no choice but to, you know, acquiesce to 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 our, our paperwork or open tyrancy. And I'm just well, thinking the, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Because it just well, seem like I, it's going I. Gonna, I
0: I still I still think that's the line, and that's why I'm peddling just as hard as I can, to get this in front of as many people as we can and have enough time where they can up. Because this isn't an instant deal. Every one of you know this doesn't come instantly. It takes yeah. time for this to work its way into your psyche and your thinking and your worldview yeah. and your personal view. Yeah. That's the problem is that time lapse and the uh, initial trigger to get people's attention. Those are the two big problems, but it's that time lapse right there. It's such a dramatic change. You just don't get this overnight, and everybody exactly. that's hearing this right now knows exactly what I'm talking about.
2: You're absolutely right. I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's just that thought that, you know, and they've been doing a lot of stuff anyway, you know, but you, you still want to continue to put yourself in the best position, but I was just thinking, well, you know, when it, when it really comes down to it, 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 yeah. it just seems like they don't give a right. damn.
0: They don't care. Princess, well, Princess, I've been asked that since I started doing this years ago. And I think my canned answer is, I guess when we get there, we all we will know, know what time it is, yeah. don't we? That's the truth. That's the truth. All right.
2: Well, thank hey, you. Much. I yield.
0: Oh. Yeah, princess. Okay. I had to get Samuel. Samuel's on the back burner there. Yeah,
5: Roger, Roger. Uh... Preston was reporting, and I don't know if I caught this all correctly or not, but it sounds like there's a prison in Quinto that had a major drug guy it, held.
0: You know, it's in, it, no, it's down in Guayaquil. It wasn't in Quito. It was all down on the coast. Okay. And, yes, a couple okay, of days so, ago, once some big major drug kingpin escaped, disappeared, something.
5: Right, and it sounded like in the process of that, or this is all sort of and confused, but some people were executed. By the drug
0: people
5: in I think prison some of, or associated, I, I think
0: to. some, I think some of the guards were uh, were killed. I think, yeah, yeah. I right. just don't know. I, I don't keep up it? with all this stuff. You know, I mean, I focus on what we do, okay. And uh, uh, but I hear about it. But yeah, that did happen a couple of days ago. Mr. Preston's correct. So we've had a lot of activity in sleepy little Ecuador the last few days. And hopefully you'll go back to sleep. You're maybe pretty quick. And you ought to understand where I live is uh, the the most affluent area in the country. So you're not going to see as much of that here as may be experienced around other parts of the country, which are not quite as affluent. So. Can we transition? Anybody got any comments or questions on all that? Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. Well, somebody else does too. Let's get them out of the okay. way. Let's get the interference out of the way.
3: Where's all that noise coming from?
0: Hold on. Who's got the noise? I it's unbearable. That was
6: John from Georgia. Um, trying
0: to talk. Yeah, yeah boarding, John, boarding, are, you to, are you trying to say something? Somebody trying to say
3: something. Oh, I hear I was. Yeah, well, your your sound is horrible. Fix it, fix it before you come back.
0: No, no, we can't can't even read you, Betty. Sorry, it's un un, un unintelligible. Uh, Paul, uh, it, your we comment. know
3: exactly what we know exactly what's going on. Uh, they're they're uh, bussing all the migrants in here. They're forcing the uh, or they're instructing the FFLs to sell them firearms. They know that there's going to be chaos in the streets, and they're going to lock down the country for the good of the people and all the damn sheeple. All the citizens of the United States are going to sit there, going, "Thank God we have the federal government to save us from all these th- from all these militants." And that's exactly what's going on. It's what's happening. They are turning the screws. They've already taken the mask off, but they're putting the masks on the other guys. They're taking the masks off of the migrants that are coming in here, so they can have a firm hand to re- to keep order. And if they don't take a firm hand to keep order, then the U.N. will come in and do what the federal government refuses to do. There's only two ways it can go. Either the federal government's going to become open tyrants for the good of the people, or the U.N. is going to take over the country as a peacekeeping force.
0: There's two ways. Well, you can always, you know, it's a, you could go to a lot of other countries now and claim uh, Uh, What amnesty because of the war in your country and the civil strife. So, uh, you know, there's one positive for you. Um, It's ugly. And, you know, we've been trying to, of course, we didn't know exactly the moves they were going to make, but we've been talking about it for damn years, you know, Uh, and here it is. We're right on the doorstep. Um, uh, Now somebody else, there's a couple other things to talk about here. Has anybody heard about the tunnels? Under Hassad Lubavitch, that got discovered in the last couple of days.
7: Yes, I have. You heard There's about that, Gary? The same in every major. Oh yeah, they're probably the same in every major in the United States,
0: just the you Well, uh, you're, 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 you're you're almost unintelligible. Gary, you're almost unintelligible also, I hate to tell you. If you can improve that signal a little bit, we might can understand what you're saying, but you're very garbled. Um, Comment? Yes, Joe.
8: With regard to those tunnels you were talking about in New York City, they supposedly filled them with concrete. Couldn't have been much of a, Couldn't have been much of a tunnel if they filled it with concrete.
0: It was the, the, the it was huge. I saw videos of it. Huge rooms, man. <laughs> and they don't know what all's there down was, there. There's Gary a little better. Gary, can go you ahead. hear
7: me? Gary. Yes. Yeah, there was huge rooms. They found baby carriages and strollers. They found mattresses with stains on them. Uh, it's just sick stuff. But it's There's, probably that listen. way in every. Major, it major could country
0: be, in the world. Well, this is important because this is the worldwide headquarters building for Hassad Lubavitch.
4: And yeah, which the building uh, forget,
0: is it? That Schneerson.
9: Family.
0: Well, that's that's this Rabbi Schneerson guy that is the the Rebbe who is the. Piece of crap that uh, this is his grave is the one that the new president of Argentina, the great liberator of Argentina, when he hit New York, that's the first place he went to this guy's grave. Shearson, whatever, Shearson.
4: And he, he, this
0: sect, this sect started in 1775, I believe, in Russia. And, uh, the split now supposedly, well, there's only three outlets in the United States that covered this, by the way, did extensive love Harrison Smith. It's about an extensive 30, 40 hour, an hour on it. And yesterday's show, I just watched it this morning and, um, they got videos. They got a video of, uh, some guy, some Jew pops out one of the streets. There's a like with these little trap doors on the street, Paul, on the sidewalk, and the trap door opens up and some juice springs out, and the guy's got it taking a picture of him, and he stiff arms the cameraman and runs off down the street. I mean, listen, there's some there's something real funky here, okay? Um, and if you want to get a pretty good coverage of it, go back to yesterday's uh, war room. Harrison Smith sitting in, and he does about, I think, an hour on this or more, okay? And uh, it's unbelievable what's going on. Like Joe said, here's what happened. They were doing some work or something. They needed to dig a trench of some sort. And, of course, they've dug these tunnels, and they're not on the building plans. So the trench has the the map of the area and goes to, to dig the trench where there's no obstruction, and he taps into the tunnel or one of the rooms. So that's where this got exposed. And then the police got called, and they tried to bring, I guess the cops, Joe, tried to bring in a cement truck and pour cement held the ascending stairs that go down there are they're long it's not like you know a couple of stairs down and the rooms that are open that they've excavated are pretty damn sizable man and I don't know that they know the extent of all of it one of it was under the something on the building there this historic building over on the women's section or something and literally uh, jeopardize the foundation of the building from taking all that mass out from under it uh, so I, if y'all haven't heard about this you might want to go look into it I don't know how much we're going to see out of it additionally or what's going to come out of this but it's it's real ugly appears you
9: know so, Roger, the, tongue, the point of concrete yes, isn't. it's a that's a cover-up move that's not a uh
0: of no, course.
9: That's not yeah, you don't investigate by covering this no, with no, concrete. This is no uh, no no.
0: No no. You that is a cover up move and this is either our organ harvesting or something to do with pedophilia, because these sex are rife with this child pedophilia. Uh they're rife with organ harvesting. Uh that's
6: what I was gonna say, Roger.
0: Jumping, yep. Something something This is real ugly when only three outlets in the whole country covered the event. That I'll tell you right there. All you need to know.
10: Where is this, Roger?
0: This is in in Brooklyn at 770-some street. It's the world headquarters of Hassad Lubavitch, Scotty. The world headquarters.
9: They've had the building.
0: They've had the building since the 1940s.
9: Now, yep, what it, they're it, saying It's spelled Chabad, I have but it's, no it idea. said Chabad like a, Uh-oh. you know, they're, they're, they're I don't know. I don't know. Bit, uh, I don't know. If, if you
0: if you'll pass me some gefilte fish, I can probably say it better. Um, uh, uh, unbelievable. These people are, this is a, a real wacko sect, and they're very important. And I believe this is the Jared Kushner sect that he's aligned with, too. It's Abad Lubavitch and Rabbi Schneerson.
9: Yep. They, they also put Putin in, so Putin's support inside uh, Russia is Chabad. Uh,
0: Could be. Could be. It's a Russian sect, as they said. Uh, and anyway, you may want to keep your ears open, and if you haven't heard about it and it interests you, you may want to go, uh, I'd say, check uh, the third hour of Harrison Smith on War Room yesterday. Yes, he was trying to say something. You got some information on this?
7: Hey, this is Gary. Yes, oh, the, yeah, you're, the Bob you're real Lubevich. better now. Havad Lupovich started in Russia, and Putin's a big supporter of it. So, and well, so has half of Trump's family, too, by the way.
0: Oh, well, wow. Yeah, I know the Kushners are tied. Ty- this is a, one of these real big sects. And anyway, that happened this week in the last couple of days. And whether they will cover it up or it will expose and explode something, we'll just wait and see. How about that? Interesting event, though. And- if you find some of the videos, the videos are pretty interesting.
7: And uh, we must understand that the Halab Lubavitch, however you pronounce the stupid thing, is the evil of the evil, the evilest of the evil.
0: Yeah. See, this Schneerson guy, they he, they thought he was the Messiah. They're still waiting for him to resurrect. Yep. Boy, these people are wackos, folks. They're just wackos. They kind of define the definition of the word wacko. You know, these are the ones that when they, uh, and it's all this, Oh, this is the Orthodox, this isn't the Zionist bunch. These are the Orthodox Torah people here. Okay? This is the bunch where the rabbi, when he goes to do the breath, which is the circumcision, doesn't even brush his teeth or use mouthwash, bites off the child's foreskin of his penis and infects the child because of his filthy mouth. That went to court. That went to court. I'm not pulling this out of thin air. That's these wackos. Roger. Yes.
6: Um, John was going to share something, but I think William, the pilot from, I think it's Georgia.
0: Georgia. Yeah, he's from Augusta. Yeah, if William, you on there? Has to... he got something? Okay, yeah, well, let's call him something. up. ten four, good buddy William, you got something to share with us? Come on, from Disgusta. Mm-hmm. Must not have been able to hang around.
6: I think John Price gave him the message and was waiting to see if he jumps on and shares it because he can't. Okay, boy, he he can can jump on.
0: Is that him right there? Is that somebody? Hello? Hey,
8: Roger, William.
0: Yeah. Hey, William.
8: How are you, bud?
0: I'm all right this morning. They're not, you know, taking over the apartment or anything, so I guess I'm Okay.
8: Um, so I got my passport and my passport card back. Yes, and, sir. And um, uh, my, my citizen passport was hole-punched.
0: Was it expired or was it still open?
8: No, it was still open.
0: I would contact them and ask them what they're doing, uh, uh, negating a open passport that you paid for and was not expired yet. Did you order a yeah. new passport book too, a new passport book and card?
8: I did. I ordered both, and my old one didn't expire till 2028.
0: Wow. Well, you just out of but, inquiry. If you want to spend the time to do it, you might want to ask them. But I guess they just figured since you got two now, that they'll just leave one that's open. I haven't seen them do that before. But you know, Lord, I don't know why they do some of these things bureaucratically up there that they do.
8: They didn't send back the affidavit, but on my um, okay. on my card, I've got the dash 08 code. I know that we don't really know what the mm-hmm. codes mean necessarily.
0: Well, we know what some of them mean. There's a there's a document on the website that is an internal State Department document that does give descriptions on some of those numbers. I don't remember what an 08 is. 09 is the one that they'll hide hide and use sometime, which I think on the form shows non-citizen national. But underneath that in the description, it shows national, I believe. On on you 8 notice the, it says
8: uh, you're operating in, under, under an alias, so that doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, I, like I said, William, I don't know why they do this stuff the way they do up there. I kind of, this is the way I've thought about it. I mean, would you agree they've gone to great, great lengths to hide this? I think so okay so for their employees when they're looking at one of these profiles in the screen with all these little boxes and whatever on it they're not going to have a box that says he's a nationally caught us right so it seems to me that they're trying to hide this for that great amount of people as well as everybody else and that that's what we're dealing with here I don't have any definitive answers, but that's been my gut feeling for a lot of years.
8: Right. I just didn't know if we had some. You know, have to not have the 09 code and then get my old well, citizen passport back punched.
0: Well, that that's unusual. The punched active passport is because it's a contract. It's something you paid for from them that wasn't uh, done yet, and I can't imagine why they did that. Okay, but, um, you know, we've had people that came back with one of the numbers was 77. I think I believe that might be a a diplomatic courier. Uh, We've had another one that came back with a number that designated ambassador at large. Uh, we've had a, a number of the '09s that come back, but I thought the most interesting story. We've had a couple of very interesting stories surrounding these documents when they've been attached. An affidavit was attached um, recently out of uh, Michigan. Is Dave is a friend of Dave. Dave called in and told us about it. He he's got him a Filipino wife, and they got a baby, and. He's she's not she's still a green card i don't think she's naturalized yet and so they're flying back to the philippines this is just within the last couple of months and um they go to the airport and they run your passport at the check-in and they run the baby and the wife and it's ding ding as they scan them through and his goes and they grab them and they run them through the Escort for the, you know, you don't have to go wait in line and all that stuff. And so mm-hmm. when they got on the plane, they had just bought two seats and they were going to have the baby be in their, one of their chairs, one of their laps. And the, the airline put them on the uh, bulkhead seat, that front row of seats right next to the separation between first class and commercial. where you got more leg room. They gave them that right. row and gave them, and gave them an extra seat for the baby. And when they got to the Philippines, they're going through uh, entrance immigration there, and the guy at immigration says, you know, usually we give you a 90-day visa, but I'm going to give you a year visa. And, like, rolled out the red carpet for him. No explanation. Just real Comment. different different treatment. Yes. Comment. Hey Roger, it's Tom. Oh, the, hey, Tom. Uh,
5: I just looked up his I looked up his O eight code and it does say um, uh, individuals using an uh, alias, also known as so he's correct about that. And um, the other day I got I told you I got my passport card back and it had a twelve which says that I'm a, a dependent of somebody else. So I don't understand that. And the they sent back my affidavit and my old passport. And it wasn't punched, but it was expired. So I don't know if that's normal.
0: Well, usually they send back the expired one with a three-hole punch in it, not an yeah, active no, one. I don't know, William. And all this internal stuff, I have no idea. We All we do is speculate. But we've had them do a lot of different ones, which tells us there's not one real consistent option for them in the background as they're processing this, doesn't it?
8: Right. I don't think it'll be an issue, you know. I've got the affidavit on file, and the Secretary of State. So I don't, you know.
0: Right, At the, the you know, off. William. That's what I always fall back on when we get into these discussions. Not, all of that uh, other stuff is in, in sequential, What matters is whether that affidavit is in possession of the Secretary. That's all that matters. Hey, Roger. Yes, sir, Gary. Yeah.
7: Well. Just to let people know, we've had several people, and when I say several, I mean more than two, people come back with their green cards, stamped diplomatic pouch. Yes,
0: That's we have thing. had that over
7: the years, right? right. The second right. thing is that they plainly tell you on the State Department website that they can't print certificates That they used to, but they can't because it costs too much now. Well, we know that's a bunch of hooey because they're thirty-four trillion in debt. But also, you've got to think they don't want you to have anything in your possession where you can show your brother, your mom, your dad, your best friend. Hey, look, I'm different than you are.
0: Yeah, I believe (laughs) that's a part of it too.
7: (laughs) they admit it right there on the State Department. If they can't send you a piece of paper that tells you your status has changed because it's too expensive, well, think about it. They're not going to send you anything you can whip out of your wallet and show somebody else. Right. They don't
6: want people
7: to know. They don't want people to know. So stop worrying about it. Know the information and be secure in your God. position as an action.
0: Amen. Hey, Amen! I totally, uh, you know, don't spend your time worrying about that. Spend your time getting your arms, around knowing this stuff cold and making it a part of you. And the more you do that, the freer you're going to the be. There's several of us
7: on here on this show on a daily basis that's been nationals for over five, ten years. And I'm here to tell you right now, there's not one of us, not one, that's had any problems with the IRS or anything else. That's right. You, that's right. You can use that for proof if you need to. Thank you. Thank okay. You I'm
11: nice.
0: Yeah, um, thank you, Gary. I don't know what yeah. you did to your connection, but you must have gone back to the house or something that got a lot better. So, William, uh, did you have anything else to add on what uh, uh, congratulations on getting that back, by the way? Well, thank
8: you. Yeah, they, they got it on the 26th. I did the expedited processing, and uh, I received a new passport on the fifth, and I got the card yesterday. So,
0: wow you you sub, you submitted it on the 26th of December, and you got it back on the 5th of January.
8: Yeah, they uh, they received it on the 26th. Wow! I mailed it before Christmas, but they they processed uh, it and received it on the 26th, and then uh, issued it on the and it was in my hand on the fifth.
0: I don't believe I've ever heard of one being processed and returned that quickly, William. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Good for you, man. And We're it
5: came out 10 of 10 days, Roger. And
0: I didn't do yeah, that. That's freaky, man. Good for them.
8: Oddly enough, it came out of uh, Arizona. When they yeah, they got
0: different Yeah, they got different little pockets around the country i have no idea they've got that logistics set up on that anyway you got it that's what counts you got it fast that's good because i remember with mine i had to wait like two months to get mine a long time it, wow. it was quite a, quite a while it was back in 2007 when they changed, that's the year they started making people have a passport to go to Canada, Mexico, or the Caribbean, where before you could travel on a driver's license. And so a lot of people had their trips planned and they got literally swamped. And I didn't, that's when my application went in just that summer. So it took a long time, Mm -hmm. but man, when I think they showed up, I'll never forget. Yes, ma'am.
6: Roger, I just wanted to share I, with William
2: I, that I did the my passport oh, oh,
6: December and received
0: hold on, mine two, on the 6th of January. Two, hold on, I got two gals talking here who can't do it. Sorry. Was it Sherry? It's
6: Mirka, Roger.
0: No, who was the other girl?
3: Yeah, there was someone else too.
0: There's two women talking there, please. Who was the other one besides Mirka? All
11: right, Mirka.
6: Just wanted to let William know that I got—I sent in my open passport too. I had it uh, replace it because of the card, but um, they—I sent in my passport book, and they punched it and gave me a new one with the updated information or USA on it. That's the only thing that they show as a owner passport. But
0: it was um, they miss- did punch my my open one. i, I the usually I, I was under the impression when they punched it, it wasn't to be used anymore. Yeah, Bruce. We, we already got our ID with that affidavit, but you can make
3: your own ID up. You know, it depends on them an ID for you.
0: That's not the that, uh, you want a government issued ID tied to the affidavit you can make one, but you can't do that you can't put that affidavit in their records by making your own ID okay. now hey Roger yes
2: uh, go ahead and finish your thought I'll, I'll afterwards it's not important I,
0: I was I was finished
8: okay um, I sent mine on December. Sorry for interrupting, Murka. I wasn't hearing her. But um, uh, I sent mine on December 21st and got mine back January 6, and uh, it was not expedited.
0: Wow, they're really turning them around fast. That's very good. Thank you very much. It's quite encouraging to know that at least government can do one thing decently. It's actually improved instead of deteriorated like everything else they do.
3: Like everything around here. Bruce, if you're done with your comment, please
0: mute. (laughs) All right. Who's got something else to bring forward? I wanted to bring up the tunnels. And we'll just, I'm very interested in that right there. And I hope this, like Jerry Epstein, I hope this blows up in their face too. Okay. We'll see. This is
8: Annie in Washington.
0: This is Ann in Washington. Hi, Ann. Your connection's not as good as um, previously, but go ahead.
12: Yeah, I'm wondering if we could do a FOIA request to
6: get the code translated for the passport. Has anybody ever tried
0: that? They've got a... No. I, not to my knowledge. We've got a list of their codes. We don't need a FOIA. It's probably what they'd send you. If you FOIA it. it's on the website, isn't it, Paul? Pretty sure it's on the website. Um, uh,
3: what 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 are we talking about? I'm I'm chasing that, unmuted uh, microphones here. I, I can uh, actually answer
0: that. Um There you go. Here Joe I knew somebody could. Hey Joe. Answer. Request a hey. por favor.
13: When when you do a request a FOIA request to see what's on your passport, they're going to send you a copy of the passport application and your affidavit. That's that's all you're going to really get. They're not going to have any internal uh, paperwork that goes along with that. Uh, a lot of it, they they if you look in um, the Foreign Affairs Manual and you go through all their stuff, a lot of it is confidential, so you can't actually see what they're doing. So any of that information that may fall under those confidential categories, they're not going to supply you with.
2: Hey, Joe, can I ask you a question? You.
11: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Joe, we, when we were doing it, and I think we went over this before, but it's been a while. Uh, um, so, doing a FOIA for something for, for our uh, information, like you just said, they send you back the application. Um, are, is it? Was the wording for that any different than just a regular FOIA request? Are you specifically asking?
13: Um, I know we've gone over it, I just can't you, recall. I'm being I mean, you could ask them for specific things that would be found in the in the Foreign Affairs Manual, like what endorsement number am I? Stuff like that. They're they're probably going to deny portions of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, try it. I mean, I wouldn't say I would say just try it anyway. It doesn't hurt to at least ask.
2: No, I was asking with regard to just the regular, just to see what we have, you know, just like you said, just, just the application and your affidavit, back. just
0: the regular FOIA to see what. There's a, there's you know, a list. There's a, we have a list of all the numbers and what they mean. That's what William oh, no, was talking about. I'm and Tom, asking, well, that's yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about to I the lady that. that said to you FOIA that they've, that's yeah. issued. It's on the website.
2: Yeah, I have that printed out. I, what I was asking was, when we're doing the FOIA, just to see what you know, once we've submitted our affidavit and our, um, uh, you know, our affidavit and our application, is there any wordage do we have to specifically ask or just a FOIA request? Anything? I thought it. I you would. If you're gonna do that,
0: I would. I would say something about any and all documentation, having anything to do with citizenship evidence included in my application.
2: That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. That's what
0: I was referring all to. Right. Thank you. I yeah. But if you're going to do a FOIA, you've got to go in with specific requests. You cannot do general requests and they will not respond to them. They'll respond we don't have any records responsive to your request. You've got to yeah, be that's specific.
2: What I was getting at. Yeah. Thank you. All me.
0: right. Yes. Okay. Where else can we go this morning? Somebody else got something to discuss, bring up, hash about, bitch about, any of that? Joan okay.
6: just shared that there was nine arrests from a. Um,
0: um, yes. Um, yeah, yes. Well, with they, the they, thing. Right. When they tried to come in and bring in the. Co- to pour the concrete, they had. Uh, a riot of this younger part of the sect. Now what the sect is saying is that there's a difference between there's, there's a split in the sects here. There's an older uh, uh, sect that's more traditional and there's these young bucks that want to think this guy was the Messiah and, and that it was the young bucks that were digging the tunnels without the Lubavitch's approval or, Uh, whatever so but i don't believe that worth a crap okay so we'll just have to wait and see as this develops if we can get information on it but it may really blow up on them if they could get that they're down there doing child trafficking and organ harvesting we'll see every day the news tightens a little bit on these rascals Every little day, every little person that files this affidavit, the noose tightens on them. Every one of you that send this affidavit in, every one of them they receive, that noose gets a little bit tighter. Yep, sure does. What about, have you seen that, John, the report? uh, Oh, one of those guys that does those excellent reports on Alex about they went back in Google Earth and went back to like 2005 and on Epstein's Island and found where a top of the island there that was bare all of a sudden around the time when he first got into trouble in 2005 and got and got out of jail and all that. Then there was a, a picture of the top of that island with what looked like a bunch of graves dug on it like eight or 10 or 12 and then it went back a little bit longer and they built a tennis court over it and then somebody sent a drone there and they could see that the tennis court was built not on the top of the island but there was a berm there and then they went and got rid of the tennis courts and built a parking lot where commercial vehicles are parked. So the, there's a lot of stuff just on the fringe of really coming out, folks. Wow. Yep, John John Bond or whatever that guy that does uh, reports for uh, Alex, very good one on that with all the video, you know, showing what he's showing you. The picture with the eight or eight, ten, twelve graves. What you could, I don't know what they were. The damn sure looked like graves to me. Okay. So just no telling, folks, but we are really accelerating here as we've turned the corner on this new year, it feels like to me. Now, the other thing was one of you good listeners sent me a, uh, I had to fool with it for a while to get it, uh, a link with Jim Willie being interviewed back on December the 20th on the bond market and what all's going on with the bond market. And I'm going to post that. If Paul will send me today's show and I can remember to do it, I'll post that on today's uh, show descriptions under show links. So there's
5: going to be, there's going to be a part two to that Roger. So as soon as I get it, I'll do that one
0: too. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Um, I've
0: been waiting for
5: it. I went searching for it. I want to, I want to hear it.
0: I don't, I don't think you sent me this one. I've, I've been exposed to something else. I'll shoot this one to you, Tom. You, uh, and, uh, I'm not finished listening to it yet. I'm not very, I'm, I'm about yeah, I I know, send 30 it to you on Okay. Well, this isn't the one I'm listening to now. I got it from another source. Okay. But, okay. um, okay. uh, but, uh, regardless, it's even though it's somewhat dated a couple of 10, 10, 15 days now, um, They've got to address $7 trillion in bond redemptions this year. They've been pushing it off. What what Greenspan did was turned everything into the 10 and the 30-year with more emphasis on the 10-year bond. Now, that is the bond that the rate is used as the benchmark rate for for loans and all kinds of stuff worldwide that rate on the 10 year bond and there's so many countries dumping them and it appears that the treasury and the Fed are actually printing money in the background and giving it to countries like Norway and other pals to come in and buy the bonds on the market so it looks like there's buyers for it But they're doing it behind the scenes, and what they're actually doing is monetizing the debt. That's going to show up in all your prices and everything up there, folks. Anyway, he goes into a long explanation. Obviously, this bond market stuff is somewhat complex, okay? Um, And people are just basically unfamiliar with it uh, because it's a little bit different kind of an animal. But uh, we're headed, the, the bond market is gonna be their death knell it appears. Okay. So I'll put that interview and I'm anxious to hear the rest of it myself. Uh man, hear the one that uh Tom sent me too. Uh because I like Willie. I was in contact with him, Tom, when I was in Argentina. I kept we had an email uh relationship and I kept trying to turn him on to our stuff here going, hey man, your whole deal is the financial this is the key to all of it. But I, I never could get his attention, you know Uh,
5: And I understand he's totally focused, uh, but that was years ago and that's before I
0: knew you. Right. So anyway, I've, I've tried with all these guys to get this to them and for whatever reason, it just doesn't, doesn't take. So anyway, we come back to the drawing board and start building it from the bottom up one person at a time. And that's all of our mandate now. It's all of ours. So the bond market deal is very very, uh, uh, dangerous for them right now and getting more so because what they've done is they've, like, staved off paying off all of these bonds to try and get themselves over the last few years. And now those have all rolled up on top of the bonds they got to redeem this year. $7 trillion worth of redemptions. And the only way they can come up with that is to print the money. Without issuing bonds, because that's what they're trying to do, is buy bonds that nobody wants. So this is going to be the death knell of their little system. And the more we can get people turned on to this, and the more we can pull them out of the IRS system, the better we can help push them over the cliff. Period. So, pretty interesting times, folks. anybody out there? I think so.
3: Yeah, yeah, we're all out here. Um. Hey,
1: Roger. Yes, sir. Yeah, you got, uh, I'm a new student. Uh, My name is Kip. Hello. checking in from uh, Crook County, Crook County, Illinois.
0: Oh, Kip, oh my (laughs) goodness gracious. You're one of the folks that came out of the bunker during our show.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. I've been hiding out.
0: Well, we're glad to have you, Kip. Is what can we do for you oh, as God. a new yeah. person? Have you been listening to hey. us on W? What is it? W D O U? Paul, is that the call? No, no, John, I, no. I got,
6: John sent. I got John referred him.
0: Okay, John that's did.
1: Right, that's right. John, John out of Georgia referred me, and uh, oh, John Garland. my hand. i probably yeah, that's right. I've probably got uh, you know a couple dozen hours of pre-recorded calls, and I've been listening in uh, here lurking for a good couple of
0: weeks. Yeah. Well, glad to have you. Glad you decided to step forward and introduce.
1: Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Well, I'm pretty much, uh, you know, thanks to you guys, I'm pretty much logistically ready to go. But I do have a couple (laughs) of questions.
0: It's pretty, I mean, Kip, it's pretty startling information when you get a little older in life and get confronted with this, isn't it?
1: Well, you're not kidding, you know. I mean, it'll blow the top of your head off. And, yes, it will. You know, I've got a, actually, I've got an, I've got an yes. analogy for you. I think that a lot of people probably go through, maybe even some people who have been nationals for a number of years now. And I found myself in a situation where I feel like I've been a prisoner. You know, and I've been looking out the mm-hmm. window, green grass and the birds singing and looking forward to getting out. And when your release date, you know, is imminent, you almost feel like you want to stay on the inside.
0: You've been institutionalized, Kip.
1: There you go. That's the bottom line, institutionalized and abused and brainwashed.
0: See, there's a lot of people that will not do this for that very reason right there is they can't face that. Just the same way there are people that have been in prisons for a long time during their incarcerated for some reason, and they get released, and they're absolutely, totally, 100% miserable and go commit another crime just so they'll get thrown back in.
1: Exactly, where they're comfortable. They don't have to make decisions, and they get fed three meals a day and plenty of sleep. Ain't
0: not a bad gig, yep. I guess. I well, if you if you can handle it, I much prefer Thomas Jefferson's description of the animated contest of freedom, and that's the uh, path we're on here. And we welcome you to our little uh, growing little group of free rebel renegades.
1: <laughs> well, I think that uh, you know you guys had a conversation couple of days ago about kind of being born a rebel. And, uh, you know, that's definitely in my blood I felt in my entire life. And you know, I come from, a I I come from a long line of Kentucky tobacco farmers and, you know, uh-huh. several of them, uh, you know, re- you know, revolutionaries, uh, fifth grade grandfather uh-huh. was in a revolutionary war. And when you bring that into context boy, you really feel, uh, compelled to be free.
0: You feel some roots back to it, don't you?
1: Yeah, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. You know, think about all the sacrifice and, uh, you feel a sense of responsibility to live up to that sacrifice.
0: Yeah, so. I know. That's where I, that's why I'm doing this. I mean, I do it out of, well, I, cause I love doing it. It's so important. I can help affect change, which I really like, but I, I feel it's my duty since I, for whatever reason, I was brought to this understanding uh, that it's my duty to to expand on it and to pass it out there to people, and also, it is beneficial for me, because the more of you that go through this, the safer all of our positions are.
1: Yeah, you're not now, kidding. I guess I you've heard. A, I got a couple of buddies that.
0: Kip, I guess you've heard, I'll just interrupt, and, and Jack, this is uh, what uh, my law teacher used to say from that podium is, the only way I can protect my liberty is to help you protect yours. That's it in a nutshell. You got a couple of buddies that, what?
1: Yeah, I got a couple of buddies who are, you know, I'm educating, and uh, I think they're going to be following me as well, so probably good, probably good is, half uh, a dozen people who are, yeah.
0: Uh, i i got a uh, email it's in process i and did i lose you
1: guys no I think I think
3: just
1: cut out there we go what? there we go yeah, so I had a couple uh, had a couple questions, or just get some feedback on something if I could. Okay,
0: all right. Anyway, I was just going to say uh, we're at a, a a point of getting exposed to some potentially pretty influential audiences. So good, I'm glad we're growing, and finally, it's about time. Go ahead, Kip. I'll quit interrupting. Go ahead.
1: Ah, uh, no worries, no worries at all. Uh, open conversation. I really appreciate it. So, uh, you know, my wife is a permanent resident. She has been for I guess about twenty years now, and uh, you know one of her concerns is what are the implications of me being a national and having a uh, marriage license you know I you know, I kind of told nothing, her briefly nothing. You know, we gotta, yeah, no yeah, yeah that, that's good, that's good. Yeah, glad you hear that you know we've been filing we've been filing jointly for you know as long as I can remember mm-hmm. so.
0: I'm yeah. Well, why don't you? Uh, so I
1: don't file.
0: Well, you that that'll have to change. But here, oh, she you say she's a green card holder?
1: Yeah, permanent resident. She's from Latvia.
0: Why don't you have her uh, naturalized? Look into naturalizing. If she's been here that long, she can enter the process. I would think then she can go this through this too, and she can exactly. be free. So
1: that would mean that would mean she would naturalize as a U.S. citizen, and then turn around and submit her affidavit.
0: Correct. And I'm not sure the time frame on that, but you've got to be here a number of years before you can start that part of the process. And I'm not sure how long it takes once you start that for somebody that's been here as as long as she had. But it's certainly something you could consider if this doesn't scare her to death, which I would hope it doesn't.
1: Uh, I've I've been trying to slow roll it. Over the over the recent uh, weeks, months, I think she's starting to get a grip on it and be a little less, you know, frightened. But it ain't going to be easy.
0: Well, they've done a very good job of instilling that fear factor in people. I mean, I've been addressing it and seeing it for years, and I'm amazed at it. You know, some people just flat have a slave mentality. And you ain't going to change it. They're not going to do this. They don't want to hear about it. And they think, like the guy told me, he says, well, they're just going to come for you first. I'm like, what? What kind of a comment right. is that? A slave mentality yeah, right yeah. there.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not too in concerned this end, about the it. Declaration but... of do you to to the just... Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence. did it say that people are inclined to suffer? Um, until suffering uh, becomes insufferable patience.
0: until suffering become becomes insufferable yep
3: <laughs> what the point what but but the great point the great question to follow that up with is what are you going to do when they're no longer sufferable and you didn't prepare
4: well that's
0: why we urge everybody to get your act together here if, if you hadn't done it yet you're you ain't got a lot of time Better do put it in overdrive. So, Kip, we can get your wife on the straight and narrow, too, if she'd like to. Obviously, it's her choice. But you can inform her that that option would be open to her also. Yeah, and I she would probably, probably me, be,
1: be
0: – well, I would – you know, she would probably – where did you say she's from, Latvia?
1: Latvia, yeah, Baltic. She's been here 25
0: years. Uh huh. Well, she would probably be one of the few Latvians in the history of her country that was ever truly free. Maybe that's an incentive for.
1: her. There you go. Wow. There you go. A bit of a carrot approach. I dig it. Yeah, they. You know, so what else? It's surprising.
0: I mean, you know, you realize the impact of the, here, Kim. I'm gonna, I'm gonna interrupt you for just a second because I, I want to emphasize this. The thing that gets me is, as I understand this more and more over the years, and people say, well, what, what difference does it make? Well, I don't have any tax problems or whatever. This is so much bigger than taxes, okay? But this particular situation, there's only been two groups of people in the entire history of our planet that have ever had these God-given rights. And that was the first 200 years right. of Rome. In the first 200 years of our country. And if that doesn't impress the importance of it to you, then, you know, you might not be the right person. You may be one of those people that it was meant to be a slave. And if you want to do that, that's fine. At least do it knowing the the full options that you don't do it because you think you have to. Oh, see, that's my function here, is to let you know you've got a choice that more than likely you didn't know you had.
1: hmm Yeah, right. Having come from, you know, Russian, Russian, uh, USSR occupation. Uh, oh, yeah. Up until the early 90s, you know, it's surprising how, how uh, generally socialistic these people can be having left there yes. and become, you know left near twenty years they still feel that there's you know the socialism is a safety net. Uh so yep. there's a mentality there. They're,
0: well, they're you know, messing with Latvia right now. They're trying to get them and those other countries right there on the western part of Russia. That evidently is gonna be the new thrust to try and get Putin to pull the trigger. To get them a war, so they can cover up on this financial crime. That's what's going on. It's this bond market.
1: Yep, that's right. So, uh, Kip, so what whatever else? You, you sound like a yeah. you sound like yeah. a
0: super sharp guy. I would uh, certainly expect. Uh, nothing less from a friend of John Garland's. And so we're happy to have you step forward and come out of the shadows uh, such as you have. And we want to get you up to speed absolutely as quick as possible. So how else can we help you?
1: Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been buried into this for the better part full time for the last couple of months. You know, I'm a real estate broker yeah. here in Illinois and yeah. it's pretty slow. So oh, I've got a okay. lot of time on my hands and I- <laughs>
0: Oh, right, right, right. Well, I've been having my head buried in it for 30-plus years, Kip, so uh, I know how it is. When this information hits the right person, it obsesses you.
1: Oh, man, I'm so obsessed. It's 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 ridiculous. I don't have time for
0: anything else. I know. Well, you you're, you can't get your mind off of it. No matter what you're doing, something pops in and it goes right back to this. I've been dealing with it for decades, man.
1: Man, yeah, boy, that's exactly how I feel. Uh, I just I can't put it down, and uh, I'm ready to move forward. So, you know, full speed ahead is the way I look at it. Um, but I do wonder, though, if um, if you guys know of any other state-licensed real estate brokers around the country that I might be able to connect with. Uh, I'm not Ooh, concerned about it because I understand that I can operate, I can operate, uh, you, know, you can operate in, in public and private. I don't know if I would keep my driver's license, uh, but I was thinking about getting a dot number so that I can uh, that, uh, operate in, in, you know, in that capacity.
0: Right. Uh, well, you know, one thing about you uh, being a real estate guy is you are operating in commerce. Aren't you? That's right. Well, you know, and that way you've got kind of an obligation there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to have any big problem on you, but, uh, are you, uh, you, your own, uh, uh, broker or are you an agent under a broker?
1: I'm an agent under a brokerage.
0: Okay, how are, how are you and your broker online it might have some tax implications for you as it comes to them and withholding I don't know what your arrangements are but you could always go back okay well then you're all right here. Yeah. okay yeah, well I'm shouldn't make any so it, shouldn't, it, it, it ought to be cool for you man yeah, uh, on so. the, on the, the on the professional problem. on the professional side. Okay, you'll get ten ninety nine. You'll get paid. You got no obligation, uh, tax obligation at that point. So, uh, roll on.
1: Exactly. Well, good to know. I'll yield back. I appreciate it. Now,
0: the driver's license is without a doubt the stickiest wicket in the whole thing, and I, I, I don't know what to tell you to do there. It depends on. You sound like a, a guy that could be a great fighter and one of the people that wants to stand for principle. And but look where you are, okay? I mean, if there's a corrupt county in the whole friggin' country, it's yours. Yep.
9: Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah, I figure,
0: uh, You know what? Yes. I, you know, I'll have. Uh, I, go okay. ahead. Yeah. Who? What's your question? We'll get back uh, and get so, in dialogue. Have, Is this Abram?
9: If this is Abram, I had a question about. Yes, sir. Um, the
0: do you holidays, do you and Kip uh, know an each other? We
9: do, sold their home. Do you
0: and Kip, Abram? Do you and Kip nope. know each other? You're both friends nope. of John, huh? Okay, go ahead.
9: No, we don't. Um, my real estate agent wasn't able to sell a property because I became a non-resident alien, and so I couldn't sign this uh, the seller's agreement. Does he know why that would be? Like, what what are the criteria that would make it so a real estate agent couldn't sell? property that was owned by a non resident alien. Wow. Boy, wow. That's, you know, weird
1: that's one. a very good question. That's something I'd want to look into.
0: Yeah, he's just next door to maybe, you in Minnesota maybe, maybe, yeah. over there.
1: Yeah, it might it might have something to do with the fact that they would they would have as far as the brokerage is concerned, they would have no recourse or enforceability of a contract.
9: Possibly, um, I, I was had the issue with the FERPA, FIRTPA, I think it is, it's the Foreign Investment in Real Estate and Something Act, and uh, that's where the, the rubber hit the road. And I tried to, uh, you know, it kind of went south. It was, it was a divorce case, so it was involved. That's why. Oh trying, boy. So. It didn't work out well, but uh, I still have a remedy. I'm still I'm working through that. Uh,
0: I can't imagine why just, you wouldn't uh, sign or what the the broker the agent wouldn't sell wouldn't sign an exclusive right to sell contract because you were a, a national.
9: Well, non-resident alien. They,
0: well, no, you're only a non-resident alien as it applies like, to the tax code. Okay. Yes. As yes. it applies so to the tax code, the not as it so applies to, to the benefit. sale. Well, I mean, that shouldn't apply to you selling the house.
9: Well, Should it? it doesn't.
3: The Unless there's to nowhere it to apply to the, the capital gain tax to.
9: Well, it applies it's to the capital gain. Because the purchaser, no, no, it's not that. It's the purchaser has to put down 10 to 15%, depending on the value of the home, uh, additional you know, uh, whatever, equ- equity, before purchasing the home. They've created this condition. My understanding, you know, my interpretation of it is what it does is it gives a, a national a tremendous advantage uh, against anyone buying it because if someone's trying to force you to sell the home at market rate, you can say, well, hey, I'm not signing this contract. What you can do is I, I, I signed an affidavit uh, stating that I was a non-resident alien and so on, and I submitted that, and uh, they declined it. They just couldn't imagine that this could be true. And so, uh, uh, they, they, in any case, uh, that, that's that's if I sign this agreement or this uh, affidavit, then the purchaser doesn't have to put down the 10% or 15% additional capital to purchase the home. Uh, they can purchase it at the uh, normal You wind. know so you're bringing, up, you're bringing this, up a
1: good point because I think what they could foresee – is potential issues at the closing ta- uh at the closing table with the title company and it probably has more to do with the maybe the quote conventional mortgage and titling
0: that's probably where where this... i
9: don't know that's why i asked
0: right it's very confusing yep. don't know but look if you into it
9: kept... if, you could, if you could look into this yeah, please. yeah, get and, back and with just, you know. Put it somewhere on the message board so we have references. You know, eventually someone will come along, and this will be a, a, a you know a life raft for them. This will really help them. You know, it would have been fantastic yeah, if it had been around a year ago. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, I can't
1: welcome. help. I can't help. Wonder. I can't help but wonder if they, they didn't if they didn't know had you not told them that you were a national, they would have proceeded as if everything was normal. Correct. I don't. I can't imagine. Right. I can't imagine what what triggered that. And with that in mind, I don't know if you're still. It sounds like you never executed a listing agreement. But my my thinking would be try listing with someone else and don't let them know. I mean, if you want to get the house sold, just operate operate in the public as if you know.
0: deal with the tax consequences later. Yeah, deal with the tax consequences later, Abram what's happened with the house
9: well, so the, there's a serious problem with that roger and that's uh i'm pretty stubborn and uh you know i felt like i would had an obligation to see this through so no i'm not going to sign a contract okay. that's you know falsely so uh
0: all right no but, okay well i can appreciate uh, that it hasn't
9: been uh pain free but yeah but you know it, it, it i guess uh well chips away at well, this, you know what I, they say the questions asked to our friend here
0: and you know what they used to say in my youth, Abram, no pain, no gain.
1: What if you were, what if you were to sign it as the agent for the principal? If
9: right. You, don't, if you what
0: do you mean by that? Hey, well, y'all get off yeah. onto that on the side. It's way too complex.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe we can, uh, you said on the message board, I don't know, I think. I guess you're talking about Telegram. Maybe we could, I might be able to investigate that for you. Hopefully we can, you know, connect on Telegram if I've got anything.
0: Yeah, yep. I'm sure Merka can Kip. help you do that. Uh, so, Kip, what okay. else have we got for you today here that we can help you with? Well, I
1: had a whole slew of, of questions here, but fortunately, in the recent days, it looks like most of these uh, have been answered. Um, okay. So, I guess you know what. I'll, I'll ask you one more question, then I'll then I'll yield back to everybody else. But uh, okay, all right. You know, I've got uh, here in Chicago. We've got a we've got a passport center right downtown. Yes. Um, it sounds to me like the turnaround right now is pretty high. I have a feeling that it has to do with. That post-COVID travel uh, demand, and I think demand for travel with inflation and everything is way down, and I bet their turnaround has just ramped up substantially. But the question I had for you was, you know, should I go for setting up an appointment, which is essentially same-day service, or just go for expedited mail service? Uh, Depends
0: on you, however you are. Uh, yeah. I don't think, you be think if they've got less time
1: to review
0: it. Um, no, I don't think that makes any difference at all. They're just reacting. You know, it says right in the instructions you can do it. Uh, you probably didn't hear this conversation, but about, uh, I don't know, eight, ten months ago, one of our, you hear these people how they're real antsy about the number on their card and all that stuff, Right here on the show today a lot of our students are antsy they're they're antsy about that you know well i want to make sure they did this right so one of the guys was in outside of orlando and he called the passport office and he left a message and a really nice guy called him back then he said i just want to make sure that i'm listed as a national and so the guy pulled up his profile, and he goes, oh, yeah, you're listed as a national right here. And then he saw his affidavit there, and he pulled up the affidavit, and he goes, started reading it, and he goes, wow, this is really good. He said, we don't have any problem filing these one-page documents. It's those books that people send us that get shoved to the back of the desk. I think he's referring to David's I think he's referring to David Strait's 31-page opus. And then he said something very interesting. He said, we're getting so many of these that they're having to hold special classes for employees on how to process them correctly. Mm-hmm. Now, Blinken made the announcement back at the end of last year that the passport office had finally gotten back up to speed after whatever problems they'd have, COVID, something. Anyway, they've been working on it. And uh, he made the announcement about a year or so ago that they were doing, what did he say, 50,000 or 500,000 passports a month? I mean, it's really unusual because the U.S. has always been the country in the world where the population at large had the lowest percentage had passports. It's only about twenty twenty five percent. Most other countries are, you know, it's in the seventies plus. So, but now evidently right. that's catching up. So maybe, uh, uh if you cross your fingers. So uh, hopefully, a lot of those that are being processed have an affidavit attached. And that would be real good.
1: Yeah. Well, there's no question that I'm going to do it that way. And I do wonder sometimes, you know, how many people are you know applying, what the numbers are, people who are becoming nationals. I mean, I think that'd be loved. Oh
0: shit! I would love to have that information. I my internal projection. I kind of think that I may have. Um, May have uh, influenced over two million of these to be filed, just internal calculations oh. uh, but you add in and again, David straight and Annavon Wrights, and some of those folks haven't known the proper procedure, even who to send it to. Annavon Wrights used to tell them to send whatever they sent to the Secretary of State of their state. Well, that person has no power here; it's always secretary of state of the U S because he's the guy that's always issued passports. And if he's going to issue a passport correctly, he's got to issue it in your legal personality. Doesn't he? That's the reason the whole scheme ran through him because they can run it through presumption through him. And you can see what I'm talking about in the passport application. Now you said you had a previous passport KIP, so you'll do a renewal, Right.
1: Yeah, you know, that's one thing I learned from you, because originally my plan was just to go with a DS-11, uh, but I do have a passport. It's been expired since uh, August of 2020, so I guess I'll do a DS-82. Oh, and,
0: uh, yeah, you could do an 82 easy and just walk in down there. I don't know if you have to have an appointment to go in. Big cities have those uh, passport offices where you can walk in, uh, or just do it through the mail and get turned around real quick. I'll just leave that in your court.
1: I think I'll do that. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna expedite via mail. Sounds like people are getting around, turning around pretty quickly.
0: Okay. I don't now, know now it's don't. Here if you, if you do it through mail and expedite it, I don't know if William did it. This is one thing I learned a long time ago. If you pay the extra money, and I think it's what sixty bucks extra to expedite it, something like that. You and it gets over to the expedition desk. If you've got travel dates in there, it goes to the top of the stack. And if you've paid for and don't have travel dates in there, it goes to the bottom of the stack.
1: Yeah, I'm planning on having a hotel reservation in uh, nearby Canada.
0: Okay, well, that or else, I mean, they're processing them so quick. I don't know why you'd need to pay the extra 60 bucks to expedite it just for a couple of days' difference. I mean, he got sent it well, in on the 26th, and the, the female sent it in on the 20th and got it back about the same time and didn't expedite it. So, I'll, again, I'll leave that decision in your court.
1: Yeah, yeah, good point. Well, hey, I really appreciate it. I'm going to keep listening here. I'll yield so anybody else can jump in. Okay. uh, Well,
0: Kip, as you grow, as you grow into it, as you grow into it and get more questions, unfortunately, you're tapped into John, and you guys are friends, and about to meet Abram over there. They're both very on top of the situation. Yes.
6: It's Mark. I wanted to ask something um, for Kip. I don't know if he's still on. I had to reset my connection. Um, on the uh, on the application for your passport, I'm wondering if, if the passport agency or center is close by, walk in and ask them. I have to update my um, citizenship status. Would I do a DS eleven or uh, eighty two for renewal? Um, well, he and do the renewal fine, but is i wonder if a- they would update it because mine was updated with the DS eleven.
0: Well, the rules they've got is uh, these are the rules that are on the front of a DS-82. If you've got a passport that's less than 15 years old, you use the renewal form. If it's older than 15 years or you've never had one, you go back and do a DS-11. His just expired in 2020.
6: And then this is just a renewal with the, with the same one that you had before, but if you're updating Very, your status, I wonder if that changes anything.
0: Well, it you changes know, your status.
6: That's
0: a really good question. Well, no, well here, here's, the, here's the question that you need to dwell on. Why is the warning box in both the DS-11 and the DS-82? Warning, you can attach documentation, comma, including affidavits. Why is that in both forms? Right. right,
1: right. Why? Yeah. Well, another another question.
0: Well, another no. Question why? The- I want I want an, an, I want an answer. to help you guys. Why is that in both forms? Because
6: they want to, they want to scare you to update if you're going to update it, but you could update it and um, it's
0: it's your because you're. It's because you're in the feudal system, and you can volunteer out at any time, and in the feudal era, you didn't need a passport. All you needed to do was go to the Lord of the Manor. That's why it's in both. You can volunteer out at any time.
1: Exactly. But saying. you know what? The difference, the difference between the DS-11 and DS-82 that I noticed is that in the DS-82, there's no information for you to... State your parents name and place of birth.
0: No, no, they don't. That's right. right. That. And you also don't have to include your birth, a copy or original certified copy of birth certificate. They've considered that taken care of in the 11. Okay. But it doesn't matter what your parents were. You know, it doesn't matter what your parents were. All right. And your affidavit takes care of that anyway. Okay.
1: Yeah, the affidavit takes care of that, and besides using the DS-82, I don't need to, well, my mother is not a citizen. She never has been, but my father was, and he's deceased, but either way, I don't want to have to lie and say that he was not a citizen.
0: Right. No, no, you don't want to lie. You don't want to lie to them on these forms. They yeah. take passport yeah. fraud yeah. real seriously. And that's my, my my little contention with Copper Moonshine Stills is, I don't know whether you're yeah. familiar with another guy that has a process, and he, he tells people not to, to put that they were not citizens. And in many instances, that's a lie. And I don't know why they haven't come back on them on that, quite frankly, unless it's just, again, that they're so sensitive to this that they don't want to risk bringing it into any kind of a public spotlight. That may be the reason. Don't know. Speculation.
1: Uh, You know, maybe these people are staying out of trouble. You know, if you have a high profile, you start messing around, I'm sure they're going to. Find a way well, to come down on you, and that'd be one area you'd be exposed.
0: Well, here, Kip, I'll tell you a story. You hadn't been—I hadn't told this in a while. When I first started doing this, there was a story that broke out of Jacksonville. Okay, and there was a retired Army guy that had been incarcerated for lying on a passport form and passport fraud, and he'd been in jail for about six months, four, six, something like that, and he was actually writing the senator the federal senator from Florida to see if he could help him get out of jail. And this was the situation. Years before, he had filled out a passport form, partially or wholly, but he didn't sign it, but he sent it in, which, you know, if you're doing a DS-11, you got to sign it in front of an authorized agent. Okay, well, he didn't sign it. I don't know where he sent it or whatever else, but years later, he came back, and one of the questions is, have you ever applied for a passport before? And he checked no, and they had him in jail for passport fraud, buddy. Wow. Wow he had done something that, that was not even allowed to do he'd sent it in without unsigned and without going through authorized agent i guess he just sent it in cold and they considered that to be passport fraud so that's why i say don't lie to these people you got no reason to lie to them mm-hmm.
1: well good advice and ds82 well it's- like the way to
0: go I just use it that's the one they want you to use they if you go to the new ds82 they've got six questions and if you answer all six of them yes you use the 82 and if any of them are no you go back and use an 11 if I remember right I just did it earlier this year
1: yeah well I've got my've uh, got the most recent ds82 right in front of me and it's got a series of yes/no questions looks like what yeah six thats questions it. here
0: yeah that's yeah. it
1: yeah, yeah yeah if you answered no to any of these statements stop you cannot use this form you may be eligible right. to apply on form ds eleven yeah
0: yep yep well good so stop. let's go uh, really okay get it. your affidavit all right Kip we're glad to have you on board we always appreciate you know sharp new students so as you grow and you got questions you know the place to come to get answers if you can't get it somewhere else and we may not have an answer for everything sometimes we get into these hypothetical questions and stuff way down the rabbit trail there and hell i just i don't have an answer for everything but we can generally skull most of them out and if we get into one of those situations we've got a pretty impressive brain trust around here
1: yeah well i noticed that so Uh, Pretty excited about it. Glad to be a part of it.
0: Cool, Kim. We'll be in Venitas. Somebody else had something to say there. Yes, there's a female right there, and her name is. Yes, two females. Yes, ma'am. Yes,
12: it's Thora, but I think the other one was first, so I'll I'll wait.
0: Mirka. All right. Mirka and Thora, the two ladies, the dynamic duo.
6: (laughs) Good morning, Dora. Um, Hope you're feeling better. Um, Roger. Wanted to tell you, I got. I just saw a picture of uh, one of the students shared. Christopher shared his green card, and I think it's funny that Kelly Robinson signed it. I know we we talked about it like last week. I think it was <laughs> or the beginning, but she. I think she got demoted from her position. Well, she may have seize- or. Now she's seen all these nationals' uh, affidavits <laughs> coming through, and she has to stamp it and sign it.
0: Quit, baby. Awesome. She may have gotten a, well, she should have gotten a demotion for writing such a crappy ass letter.
6: Right. I think someone sent something. I was ready to send mine in, but I never got one of those.
0: Or it may be that when they get to the mail room and it says Attention Administrative Records Department, they just shoot it straight to old Kelly. <laughs>
6: I think it's awesome because we're starting to see it more often. There's a few of them coming in.
0: <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> hey, Roger. Yeah, hold on now. We got Thor here. Hold on. We got Thora first. I'm sorry. She was second in line. Thor, how's the wrist today?
12: Oh, It's doing okay. Um, I'm still taking my pain meds and waiting for my surgery, but I'm doing all right. <laughs> Trying to stay out of right. trouble.
11: Um, well,
0: you ought to be able so, to stay pain-free. Your husband's an anesthesiologist. <laughs> if he can't help know, you, you're and, in real bad shape.
12: <laughs> yeah, I know. He also got after me about five minutes after we got home from the ER because I he, he I was climbing around on the furniture trying to straighten out pillows on the window seat. <laughs> oh, Lord. He got so mad. He's like, he said, you cannot be climbing around on furniture just wait till your wrist is healed please so anyway (laughs) um okay i'm bad about that anyway um i just wanted to tell you that um i listened to a greg hunter interview this morning with a doctor who i can't remember her name was but she had her medical license um it wasn't revoked but i think it's um uh what do you call it? It's on hold or whatever. They they suspended it, um, yeah. Basically for using hydroxychloroquine and um, ivermectin oh. on our patients to try to make make them better. But anyway, the, the what she was talking about the um, the WHO um, pandemic treaty that is coming yes, down the pike. I don't know. If so right. that, I just thought that would be a really good interview for people to be aware of and maybe listen to. It was full of good information. There's, and, a, um, there's
0: so another then. one that Tucker, Tucker did with, I don't know if you all remember, he was this, uh, I, I can't, his, his name, I want to think he's a Jew. He was liberal guy, and it was one of these co- lib colleges out in Washington a couple of years ago where they had all, All uh, no whites that day, and he insisted on coming to class. And he got a lot of national attention, and I think that's how you originally, uh, Tucker had him on his show about it. But Tucker just did a whole interview with him on this right here, on this uh, world organization and his treaty. You can probably find it over at, well, I don't know if it's on Tucker's news thing exclusively or still on his Twitter, but I saw it on Bitchute a few days ago and i can't remember the guy's name i believe alex is going to have him on pretty quick on this and what's going on is the who's trying to push through some uh, regulatory uh changes and amendments and uh, at, at the next meeting in may they're going to vote on them but they haven't done yeah. the process properly to this point they don't have the proper, you know, the thing about regulations is very strict on some time limits and stuff. And I don't remember the particulars, but they really don't have it to be able to do it this year. But they're under so much pressure, they may try and force it through this year. But right. here's the deal, right. Thora. Here's the deal. When they, If they did force it through, they've still got to enforce it in the U.S. regulatorily through the agencies you right. do not have comment. any connection to them anymore. Comment. Yes, comment. Yes.
5: Yeah, it's, uh, Dr. Merrill Nass, NASS, yes. and uh, also yes. but but also uh some of the the previous interviews he's done um with uh what's her name? uh Karen Kingston. If you go into Oh, she's sharp. Um, yeah. And if you go back to like the beginning of 2000 in Greg's interviews, she's got like a half a dozen or more. And she was like right on top of this stuff. She's one of those people that, you know, when you get a medication, you open up this little piece of paper, it looks like a world Atlas by the time you open it up. And uh, she goes through all of that stuff and reads it and dissects it and then translates it into English for people. And she warned about these vaccines, uh, you know, back when they first started talking about them coming out. And um, and she was right. Well, people and they, they and tried dead to everywhere. kill her. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. recently
12: yeah. tried to kill her. She had to go to Mexico to <laughs> hide out for a bit.
0: Anyway. Well, the good news for us is should they do do, do that and shove it through even though it's not adequate, there who are you going to contest it with the World Court? I mean, you know. Uh, but should they do that, at least on our end it doesn't apply to us because they have to enforce it through FDA or one of the agencies. <laughs> right. I, Excuse that's me.
12: what I was going to I was going to ask you about but because I was pretty sure that that is the case, but um it's uh, it's something that everyone should be aware of because who you know like you said they they might just be open tyrants about it and not care what you what status you are you know well the, if, crude, it, so.
0: well if, if that case in a sense it, at least it's more clear cut because we all know what time it is drag right. out the go guns like and J- drag out like the going to
5: arrest everybody that was at the J six whether they were there physically or not.
0: Uh, so I it's pretty much to me. <laughs> well, you know, the wild card that's sitting out there right now on a lot of this stuff is all, a bunch of these cases under emergency uh, appeal at the Supreme Court and to see, because I'm sure the Supreme Court's going to rule against this stuff. And when that comes out, how they're going to react to it. Okay. That's coming. And I think they'll get some of those decisions out pretty quick because it's like this one on Trump in Colorado trying to keep him off the ballot. A number of these J6 cases, uh, one of the main, at least over 106 cases, the main charge that they've got them in prison for is up in front of the court right now. Uh so I don't remember all the specifics I just can't keep up with it all but there it's a, it's yep. really important this term for the Supreme Court I cannot stress how important it is I don't believe there's ever been another term with as many important issues that have as great a bearing and may have ramifications to them as are sitting on front of those people's desk right now you Thank know, God, you know, Gary, Gary, online. let me just say, you know, Gary, the other day was came on and said Trump didn't do anything for us. i tell you what, he put three members on the Supreme Court up there, and I don't agree with his choices necessarily. And they hadn't really panned out as well as I think we would have all liked. But those people he had a chance to put on the court have staved off a bunch of this stuff. The liberals are apoplectic to try and get Clarence Thomas off of there right now.
12: Yeah, it's
0: true. <laughs> you know, Roger, somebody
5: online posted, they said, if it were, if it truly was an insurrection, why didn't everybody come armed? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's right. That's how an insurrection exactly. goes down. You know, everybody brings sure, their officers. Sure. You know? sure, And I, I got a new tagline for you, too, about the uh, do? border down there. Said, close the border and, sh- and um uh, close the border and restore the order.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, well, they're at least making some feeble attempts in Texas and of course the Biden administration is trying to knock everything down on them putting up the wires and everything else. I mean, we're rapidly heading to some confrontations, folks. You can just see it, shape it up, you can feel it.
5: Yep, I know it's it's uh I don't know. I don't know, but it's going but to
0: be a good this, year. That's all I know. On this, uh, well, it might be, might not be. It might not be a good year for us this year. It might be better next year. Don't know. I do know it's going to be rocky, and I do know they can't force this stuff on us because they got to do everything regulatorily because they're man-made laws. They're not constitutional. They have to interact them over the surfs where they've got a property right through an administrative agency. And you you look at Maryland. Look at Maryland, Kentucky, and writes the FBI on a gun issue. FBI writes back and says, we don't have any authority here. we got no dog in this fight. That's from the FBI on a gun issue, folks. So what we do know is at least right now, it works, and they recognize it. Correcto. Correcto. So, anyway, I was saying a minute ago, I got an email from a guy who was looking for the book link to, and he he said, "I'm a I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm an ex president of our entrepreneurial group in a major midwestern town." I'll leave that out of the story at this point. And he said, uh, I'd like to buy a copy or book for all of our board members, 120 of them. And he said, we're affiliated with other groups like this and have 120,000 people access, maybe something like that. So anyway, he wants me to do a, a presentation, a speech for their group sometime in the near future. And then they'll take that and plug it into all the other sister groups, I guess, all over the world. I don't know. But anyway, pretty exciting to get to uh, some opportunities like that. So I'll let you know more about it as I learn more. But it tells me that we're really getting to a point where, You know, people are starting to take notice and stumble on the information, and just like Kip and like him and like some of the folks that have popped around here lately, we're making progress, okay?
3: Yeah. Hey, Rog? Yeah, Paul. I'm I'm just curious. When was the last time, before Maryland, when was the last time anybody heard the FBI taking an official position of saying they don't have a dog in this fight?
0: Uh, pretty, it's pretty incredible I don't know that I've ever heard of it before that's my point you know so and for all the people if you're listening out there and you're still skeptical about this and I understand your skepticism I understand who these people are how they've gotten to this point what they've instilled in all of our minds how powerful they are and good they are at this Pavlovian subconscious implanting and stuff I understand all that Okay. Uh, but uh, they recognize the situation in 12 and a half years. Never one reported to me incident of blowback from the federal government. Oh, they'll send a couple of these little bluff letters. I'll send that out occasionally just to test you. But everybody that's ever responded to one got got what they wanted. So uh, a 12 and a half year unblemished track record, folks, with these monsters, I, I think that's pretty damn good. Sure sounds like it to me, unless you want to give me a valid objection.
6: And the AG in California recognized the private citizen.
0: Yep. Everybody recognizes it. For the most part, you know, we get a magistrate judge in Birmingham or Joe's judge up there in New Jersey, and not too many of those type of incidents. Occasionally we get them, and hopefully we'll be able to straighten them out because they're clearly in the wrong. I mean, those two individuals that are dealing with those two folks, those magistrates, judges, whatever capacity they are, they don't have a legal leg to stand on. Not one. Not one.
12: Maybe we can get that Kelly Robinson to be a national.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Roger. Yes, yes. Is that Wayne?
10: It's Devin, actually, from Michigan.
0: Oh, hey, Devin. Hey, buddy. How you doing?
10: Doing great, doing great. I actually have a hilarious story about our good friend Mrs. Robinson. So when she sent her bluff letter back to me, she hit me back with, uh, you know, hey, I received your letter on such and such a day, and I had to do a double take on it. She got the year wrong. She said she got it a year before I sent it. <laughs> and so in my response yep. back to her, I said, in my response back to her, I said something along the lines of. And I, of course, cc'd Mr. Blinken. Hey, Mrs. Robinson, thank you for a response. There's some peculiarities in your response, aside from the possibility (laughs) of time travel I'd like to address. Anyways, I yield.
0: Very good, Devin. Maybe Mirka, maybe she does deserve to be demoted to the mailman. Right, I I think Blinken has a whip
6: on her. It's like, get it straight. There are nationals. And she's stamping every single green card that's coming in.
0: Ah, it's too funny. I mean, listen, these people, they don't know what to do with this. They've been caught slaving red-handed. They don't know what to do with it.
6: How long ago was that, Devin?
10: Oh, goodness, it was last year. I can dig up a copy of the letter and post it on Telegram if you want.
0: I'm sure yeah. it was delightful, Devin. How you doing up there in Michigan, my man? Congratulations on your uh, on your national championship, by the way.
10: Oh, I I thanks, I guess. I don't pay attention to any of that. <laughs> I'm not a sports guy. No. But we just right. we just got our first heavy snow in the area, which is very exciting. Things are uh-huh. very snowy, but getting wet because it's warming up. But beyond that, man, just been hammering away chip by chip, bit by bit, and, you know, I, I mean, just keep educating myself. Just keep digging in. I've had numerous wonderful conversations. Um, I, it turns out, actually, a member of, of our little get-together here, we had a uh, a common connection uh he actually reached out to me um during uh, one of the other shows uh i think it was either last week or the week before and uh i'm actually looking forward to seeing him hopefully i you know next time i gather up some nationals
0: cool we're growing man i mean it's folks i you I, so many years i couldn't get anybody to listen very few very few So it's quite rewarding to me to not only have the validation of being correct here when everybody wanted to call me ugly names, uh, but, uh, persevere and to get us to a point here where we've got this wonderful format and this platform, which leads to all the other platforms and this great group of very sharp people. I mean, you can tell the folks that come on here, folks, you, you're just a little bit more than the average bear. Okay. And uh, we got a lot going for us. The the enemy, their timetable, their exposure, their uh, unraveling, uh, the building up of the great wheel reawakening, all those things. And I just keep thinking about the scenario we've got. And whenever the time comes, we're just going to throw a a match right into that pool of gasoline. And I have no idea what the consequences are going to be, but I think they'll be severe. Anybody want to say something?
6: Roger, I wanted to say something real quick. I just wanted to say, you know what? I really appreciate all the students that work together and learn um, and help each other learn. Like everybody takes a little bit of something and takes it in a different way and shares it. Mm -hmm. The experience. And this is how I feel that we are so effective. And... That's what I came into when I first became, you know, uh, well, learned about you, and it's, it's well kept Marca, going. Yeah.
0: I've known for many a long time that this, this, whatever was going to come as an outgrowth of my efforts, has to be structured as a team. We've got to right. work as a team, okay? Right. Period. Exactly. And we and, and we do do that to a, a large extent.
6: Yeah, and what's awesome about it, Roger, is like. No one's paying anybody anything, you know. We're just learning together and being effective and teaching each other, being considerate and respectful and learning together. And getting on this live call is like the best because there's some people that don't get on Telegram that aren't, that don't use Telegram. And it's nice to hear all the different levels and experiences, you know, especially our established, you know, experienced students like Daryl and Gary and Samuel and Ellen, and um, that come in and share and and educate and share their wisdom with us. It's it's pretty awesome.
0: I love it. And, uh, And the thing is, is the things that are going on, it's like a network marketing effort. You know, the things, as it grows, those things are happening maybe all over the world, you know, certainly away from you. And you don't know they're happening unless somebody tells you about it. And so... It's kind of uh, you feel like you don't really have connection with it, but yet you know it's still growing and strengthening. See, and uh, it's it's quite an experience. I'm I'm very pleased. Very Completely pleased different from
6: other groups. Completely yep. different. Yeah,
0: well, are nothing. They're nothing. Different like us out there. Period. Yep. For sure. So we're about to. Well, I was going to say we're about to hear the whistler. There he is, right on time. Has anybody else got anything they wanted to add before we sign out today?
10: Yeah, you're going to be on the Republic Education call uh, next Tuesday. Uh, you're not promoting it. They p- put a couple of links. Well, I, I would, yeah,
0: at. yeah, I I would. I just set it up with the guy. I'm gonna. I mentioned it yesterday. I'm gonna be on a call next Tuesday night, nine Eastern time. It's a weekly call. First time with a fellow. Has mainly Colorado people, but some out of state. And I will promote it, Scotty. it's okay. uh, almost six days away. So, anyway, that's... a uh,
3: Education Call.
0: Okay, there you go. The Republic yes. Education Call is where I'll be next Tuesday night at 9 Eastern time. Between now and then, it's I'll be right call, here. Pardon me? They have people in
12: every state. It's not mostly Colorado.
0: Oh, okay. Well, then I was misinformed. But, anyway, I'll be over there next Tuesday. Nice guy, Daryl, seems to be. So, uh... Very spiritual kind Thank of God. guy. Yep. Cool. Well, look forward to meeting him in the group and I'll see him next week and then we'll just take it a day at a time here and deal with what comes and what may come. And uh I guess I better go find out and see what what's going on where I live. As man, I don't hear any trap. I think we're in a blackout or a, a shutdown wow. curfew deal. So I'll probably be staying home today, it sounds like. Anyway, I will be back with you tomorrow right here. See you then. Thank you, Roger. Ciao.